to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things to South, presented by the Cold Cans Network. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to go follow us on all social media channels, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, go on to the YouTube channels, click subscribe, click the alert bell, and uh, check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, and uh, take a look at the blog content. We've got two brand new articles up for you there. And uh, while you're at it, you know, this is a podcast, so go to wherever you listen to your podcast, because we're pretty much on every outlet in that regard so go to spotify apple podcast podbean stitcher amazon give us five stars and a great review all right moving into the good the bad and the ugly morgan kick things off all right well, i got a good great and ugly for you uh good uh so so far we've got uh, a delved into uh stranger things season four and the obi-wan kenobi series on disney and both have been amazing so far uh Stranger see Stranger Things season four of the episodes have been quite a bit longer than the past three seasons for each one. Uh each one was kind of a little drawn out, Crystal said, but um for me I, I enjoyed every episode um that they had on this part. There's two parts to the season four. I think the next two uh, episodes drop on July first. So I'm excited for that. Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been amazing so far. Um, I'm hoping they develop a season two for it because I think there's only three episodes left after today's or yesterday's dropping. Um, great. Found out today that uh, Mutch is returning to Virginia Tech for another season of basketball. He's using his COVID season to come back for one more year. So I'm excited about that with all the people we brought in and picked up um, for next season. Should be pretty good, and hopefully running out another ACC championship banner. Um, can't win in the tournament, so I'll take the ACC championship. Yeah, you know, hang a banner one way or another. <laughs> At least you're hanging banners. Hey, exactly. Not like second or third places or anything. We're just actually winning something. Um, ugly. Uh, Bridget is still off and on battling ear infections, even after tubes being put in. She. Uh, Let's see. Monday was what? Moral day. Tuesday, she goes back and decides she wants to pop a fever at school. And both kids get sent home because, you know, COVID and, you know, temperatures. If they have a sibling, oh, your little girl, oh, she has a big brother. Oh, he gets to go home too. Um, then they can't come back until COVID test shows negative. So, fuck you, Great Horizons. Um, Brody got to go back today, uh, and Bridget's been home today, and we'll be home tomorrow. So, uh, yay for odd work hours again. Um, all right, I'm done. <laughs> You've had a rough go at it lately, that's for sure. But hope that hope they feel better soon, Morgan. Um, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, I'm uh. I'm going to do something I don't normally do, give a little credit to our friends out in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, I saw this week that Coach Cal um, pledged $50,000 as a matching gift to support um, University of Kentucky basketball, former player and also color analyst Mike Pratt's uh, battle against cancer. Um, I thought that was pretty, pretty good of him. And it deserves the kudos, whether you like Kentucky or not. 
which I don't really think about Kentucky too much. They think about a lot, us a lot more than I think about them. So you got to get your jabs in where you can. But point is, he's a good man for doing what he did. Um, I'm sure I haven't checked to see what they've been raising, but he basically called on Kentucky fan base to, you know, step up and, and give. And he put out the first 50,000 to do it. So good on him for doing that. Um, ugly. Uh, you know, we talked about Chinese last week and we got to bring up Chinese again this week because uh, USC put out a Memorial Day post. Um, and uh, it's not the school, the football program that was celebrating America with Chinese fighter jets in the picture. That seems like a mistake that somebody somewhere should have been able to catch before it went out. Guess not. So, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, Things aren't going so well out there in L.A. these days. And then uh, last point is just an interesting. Um, <clears throat> I haven't been able to see the whole thing yet, but Coach K did an interview with PBS. And I think this kind of ties into our discussion a few episodes back about Jay Wright when he retired and just kind of changing of the game. He uh, said one of the reasons of for him retiring was just the relentless ongoing nature of recruiting these days and it was just starting to be a grind and he was he said he's not tired of coaching basketball he's tired of chasing recruits um he said it better than that but that's basically what he said um so it's just interesting as we talked about there's a new guard coming into into college sports in particular on the basketball front um and a lot of the guys you know from Roy to Jay Wright to Coach K I think were just kind of hitting their point where they didn't want to want to deal with the craziness and the changes of the games that we're, we're seeing today. So um, just kind of an interesting point. That's kind of an ongoing theme that we've been talking about. Um, kind of confirm some of the things we were thinking. Funny you mentioned the Chinese fighter jets because a coworker of mine made a Memorial Day um, post and he, uh, he used Russian fighter jets. <laughs> then our other coworker, who's former Air Force, pointed it out to him. <laughs> Thank goodness you had a veteran in the group. <laughs> it, it was technically a silhouette of one, so it's like he wouldn't have been able to know. But uh, our other coworker, just by the design of it, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Google this." He goes, "That's a Russian fighter jet." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got mid fever now. The Top Gun came out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is also the second week we're talking about fighter jet. So yeah, true. we can keep that theme going. <laughs> All right, Ryan, good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, I have a great good and a bad, and I'll go in that order because I think it may feed appropriately. Great. Um, apparently, UNC now stands for undefeated national champions. Just going to go ahead and put that out there. Um, Fake the news. The women's lacrosse team went. That's real news. <laughs> the, the women's lacrosse team went undefeated and they won the national championship um, on Sunday afternoon. I was there, standing right on the faceoff. All right, your five seconds are up talking about UNC. Yep. <laughs> so I recorded the game. I recorded the game last night. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I will give you two set uh, two stats that are very quick, and I thought they were pretty cool. North Carolina women's lacrosse won the 34th NCAA championship by a Tar Heels program, women's program. No other ACC program has that many men's or women's NCAA titles combined. Also, um, 
with the NCAA title that they won on Sunday. Every four-year UNC student who started school since 1977 has been on campus for at least one Eels national title. In case you're doing, can't do the math, those original students from 1977 are now 63 years old. So nothing like a 63-year run of four-year students. So uh, it just teaches you to stay in school for all four years, you know, Carolina family. Anyways, um, my good will be very, I said good, great, and bad. My good will be very brief. I got a chance to go to a place in Baltimore called Jimmy Seafood. I'd never been before. We didn't think it was uh, separated itself immensely when we walked in the door. And then um, uh, the owner, by the way, is the guy who does the NIA. NIL deal for uh, Armando Baca, and he's been known as being a big Carolina fan in the the background. Um, In the past, he also is a sponsor for the Orioles, does a bunch of stuff for them, including having a stand. So he's kind of a Baltimore fixture. Um, I I I purposely kind of didn't tell you guys this. I was amazed at the amount of community work this guy does and the amount of what he calls famous friends that he has. If you sit, we sat for an hour and a half and I don't think we watched any new content scroll across or how should I, I said that wrong. There was no re there was a content reel of all the stuff that they do in the community and all his friends. And we, it didn't repeat in an hour and a half. He had like the Miz from WWE show up at his, uh, at his doorstep and he gave him like steak and, and crab le- or crab legs and crab cakes. I mean, this just, I, I couldn't go through 90 minutes worth of content here, but it was, it was pretty incredible. Uh, Chase Rice played a concert um, that was connected to it's it's pretty incredible. All the different uh, people that he's managed to kind of come in contact with. And then I didn't know any better. I didn't know who the guy was. He walked in, he saw our Carolina shirts and he said, give him a free round. And I had no clue who he was or what was going on. So that was kind of a cool experience. Um, that was right after the championship game. And then my ugly speaking of championships, um, I'll keep it with lacrosse is uh is I think it's really disrespectful, and I'm just going to say this again on record, that uh, teams like Notre Dame didn't get a chance to fight for the men's lacrosse championship, which Maryland eventually won. They weren't even invited to the tournament, even though they were in the uh, ACC title game and they shared a uh, conference title with a, with the ACC eventual champs. Um, I think that that's pretty disrespectful. The only team that made it from the ACC into the men's lacrosse tournament was Virginia, um, who competed with Notre Dame in that title game. Uh, if I have all my facts correct, which I believe I do, Duke and Virginia or Duke and North Carolina were not asked to be a part of the tournament either. And I'm I'm seeing a trend because, and I'm sure you might have something to say about this, Logan. Um, Carolina and NC State competed on Sunday at the same time as the national championship, and um, Carolina was asked to be a part of the tournament, and uh, a certain team um, that had COVID last year was not asked to be a part of the tournament. And I think it's a crying shame and disrespectful as fuck that the <laughs> ACC potential tournament champion was not asked to be a part of a, a, a tournament. And I'll, I'll tee that one up for you. <laughs> yeah, because that leads us right into my good, the bad and the ugly. So I'm going to start with the bad. Uh, what Ryan was referencing was NC State, UNC played for the ACC championship. Both of them had to win or, uh, go through a solid to, to really difficult road to get there. Uh, within the tournament, and NC State had to have wins over what eventual two seed Wake Forest, uh, eventual one seed hosting uh, Miami, and then they they beat Pitt, 
head to face off against Carolina. They lose nine to five on championship Sunday. Now, zero and seven since 92, the last baseball championship and ACC championship games. But that's beside the point. But they were 36 and 21. I uh, had 17 and 17 and 16 ACC uh, record overall with a 33 RPI. And they're four and two over uh, teams that are in the top eight national seeds. Uh, ECU's ranked eighth in the country, got the eighth national seed. We beat, we were 2-0 against them this year. But you know what? Somehow, every single projection had us as a two seed, and I think Baseball America had us at worst of three. Um, D1 Baseball, uh, Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers, I think are the best college baseball guys out there. Um, they were just uh, beside themselves when they saw the NC State was left out of the NCAA tournament. Um, they said that they really kind of didn't uh, have any favors helping them because the ACC doesn't have a representative on the committee. The chairman comes on ESPN just to address why NC State was left out. And his first comment was, NC State, that was a brutal one. And it's like, because they know that they let Ole Miss in and screwed us. We, we shouldn't have even been on the bubble. Carolina, rightfully so, got to host after an impressive ACC championship run. But our impressive ACC uh, championship game appearance run with wins over a one seed and a two seed from the big tournament doesn't get rewarded like theirs did. We got left out of the tournament altogether. And then it's even been said, too, that uh, from some of the guys at baseball, uh, D1 baseball, that Elliot Avent last year after the, the Omaha screw job, he called up the NCAA and had something to say about it. And they say that they don't be surprised because they're hearing that this was kind of some uh, a revenge factor. It was just enough to be able to keep NC State out that don't be surprised if that played a factor into it of being able to stick it to Elliot Avent for calling them out, calling them out on their decision last year in Omaha. So that was bad. And then to add insult to injury, um, the freshman home run leader, Tommy White, entered the transfer portal today. Um, it sucks. He had, I think, 26 bombs last year as a freshman. He's, um, he, he's probably going to get paid a lot more money somewhere else. They're, they're saying right now it's going to be uh, looking like it might be either Florida State or an SEC school um, that he could be transferring to. So he's leaving. That sucks. Um, in reality, the the only two good things, uh, Terquavian Smith and the basketball team's coming back. That was big news because he was a potential top 20 uh, uh, basketball draft choice this upcoming year with the possibility to slide to early second round. That's a huge get for NC State basketball next year to be able to have him come back for a sophomore year. And then the other good is uh, Saturday night, I get to go to um, Perker McCollum show at Red Hat Amphitheater. So that should be fun. Um, but, you know, NC State, another string of bad luck. You want to read a little more about that and how the NCAA hates NC State and the uh, run of bad luck across all the visible televised sports. Should go to miserable-reckless.com because there's a new article up about titled The NCAA Hates NC State Snubbing Them from the NCAA Tournament. So once again, NCAA, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, no clue at all. Uh, you know, I, I tell what the NCAA can do. My, uh, I, I tell what they can do, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you guys their, actually. Their end, is, their, their, end, their end is coming. It is in sight, and they yeah. know it. <laughs> I think so, too. But they're 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 useless at this point. They're kind of like that person in the office space where he's like, "Why can't the customer just take the paper straight to the people downstairs? Why do we need the middleman anymore?" The paper person, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a people person. I, I... <laughs> well, one last point on why it did 
suck for the ACC that NC State was uh, snubbed, though, is because the all-time record for most teams led into the NCAA tournament in college baseball was 10. Um, NC State would have been the 10th team. Um, the, NC, the ACC still got a record high this year for nine. They, at the SEC, I believe, got eight. I could be wrong on that. But I know they, uh, the ACC got nine teams in this year, and NC State, who should have been in the tournament, would have let the ACC tie the record uh, with 10. So it hurts the um, conference um, there uh, in the record. There's a real reason right there. Oh, how many did the Rutgers conference get? Well, that's the thing. Now, Rutgers, I have to defend them for once here. They, <laughs> they literally, uh, I think they came in second in the tournament and they won the regular season or came in second in the regular season, something like that in the Big Ten. Won 45 games and was left out of the tournament. That's yep. a crock of shit, too. You don't win 45 games, even in the... Even though Big Ten's a lower-level Power 5 school in baseball, they're not as good as the SEC and the ACC, you don't win 45 games at a Power 5 school and get left out of the NCAA baseball tournament. Did, That's a crock did of Maryland shit. get in? Did Maryland get in? Yeah, Maryland got Maryland in. Won the Big Ten. Many, Maryland uh, won the regular season of the conference with Rutgers. So. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, them and Rutgers right. were the only solid baseball teams. Uh, did they have more wins that conference? Uh, no, I think Rutgers actually might have had more overall wins, but not as many okay. conference wins. I have to double check that because I'm not totally sure. But either way, I yeah. actually feel for Rutgers on this. They yeah. they did not Don't deserve care. to be left out of the tournament. I would have put Rutgers. They're still Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> Them and Syracuse. <laughs> you, uh, Maybe Rutgers and Syracuse can go create their own conference. They, you, know, <laughs> uh, you have access to the um, they can they can bring they can bring UConn with them. Uh, Nebraska. <laughs> well, all the schools we don't like, we'll put them in the same conference and then not let them any in. College, any college in, in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, you have the numbers. Do we have any listeners in Arizona? Florida State. We should go ahead and shit on Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I don't think we have any in Arizona. If they do, fuck them. I don't care at this point. <laughs> Grand Canyon has an art. Don't tell me that RPI matters and let Grand Canyon in, who is an RPI rank of 50. And then we at RPI 33 and in arguably the best overall conference in college baseball this season, we get left out with an RPI 33. And then the, the uh, NCAA commission, uh, not commissioner, but the chair uh, committee chair tried to say that our out of conference strength of the schedule wasn't strong enough. Miss me with that shit, too, because strength of schedule is factored into your precious little fucking RPI. All right. So I don't want to hear any of that uh, strength of schedule. You were just looking for a reason to screw Elliot Avon because he called you out on your bullshit. And that's just that's the bottom line. That's the problem with the computer algorithms. And you let the algorithm determine how good you are. It does, you know, like it's worthless. It's it's the eye test. Ask Mark Packer. It's all about that. If they if they have working eyes, then they would know that we were a tournament <laughs> team this year. So, and that they say is how the cookie comes. Yeah, I, I I'm telling you at this point, read about it in the article. I'm not going to go into detail here, but the a string of events over the last year of our teams that have had on the field and on the court success, you know, things that have happened to them, courtesy of the NCAA. It's it's too much for it to be just a coincidence at this point. So I don't want to no clue at all. NCAA. But <laughs> here More we are details. again. Yeah, like that. Reckless. That's right. <laughs> All right. Like All right, everybody. America, it's time to bring out your camo trucker hats, 
Get Go. your uh, open up a cold natty light because we're bringing the redneck review back this week. So, Hell's Fire, Ryan, why don't you uh, kick it off with the redneck review? All right, now that we've ended Logan's conspiracy, <laughs> you mean the truth? All these uh, people out there are cheap if they don't believe me. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. <laughs> uh, all right. Redneck review. So each each week we try and do a little something that we've done in the past and we're kind of bringing uh, we're bringing them back one at a time. So it, it kind of rotates throughout the weeks. Right. So this week is a redneck review. And I found this one and uh, I thought that this would be perfect for this group of four gentlemen, because three of us have a, have attended this establishment. And uh, Logan, I don't believe you have, but I believe we gave you the the uh, the idea to when you were in Nashville yourself, if I remember correctly. Yep. And that is Pinewood Social in Nashville. Now, to give you a little background before we go into this place, I believe, and I don't want to speak for everyone, I believe that when we all went there, we enjoyed ourselves. We were there for Morgan's bachelor party and there's a group of i don't know six to eight of us something like that i forget the exact numbers and we bowled and i don't know morgan is your your shindig you want to i know i've got a picture of you bowling in the lanes i mean you gotta fill in any of the other details before we get into why this place is apparently so terrible (laughs) i i was pretty damn drunk to be honest Um, I bowled like shit and had some fun with you guys, but I was drunk, drunk as hell. Yeah, that's that's probably a fair assessment. The front, I, think every, I don't know how many pitches of beer we went through, but there's quite a bit. Well, <laughs> uh, I can tell you that the front, the front part of this establishment is like a coffee shop, like late for yuppies to go work or something like that. And then the back half is basically a bowling alley. They got pools outside and there's a little airstream that you can get some tacos or whatever out of. So it's, you've been, it's right on the river in Nashville. So it sounds like a cool place. It is a cool place. And right around the corner from a good barbecue joint. That's correct. Was it Martin's or Edley's? Do you remember? I don't remember the name of it. I can, I'll get back to you. No worries. I know Martin's and Edley's are both in, in downtown. I just, so. I know you took us there, and the best part about this whole experience probably was that when we left the bowling alley, which had plenty of food or whatever, Dustin's telling everyone, like, hey, make sure you guys save room for barbecue. This is going to be really good barbecue. We roll up to this place, and there's a line out front of the barbecue place. Now, some of us that were in our group were like, well, I don't want to stand in line for food. That's dumb. Well, generally, if you, especially in the South, um, if you see a line, outside of a place and everybody's willfully standing in it. That's probably a pretty good idea that the place is pretty good. Um, so anyways, that said, let me dive into the review and then Dustin, if you've got it at the end, we can go from there. So this is from Tim Thompson. The funniest thing, um, about checking out these reviews online is that, uh, you can see what they have also reviewed. So I can tell you that Tim Thompson has 29 reviews online. All right. He's local to the, uh, Nashville, slash Smyrna, Tennessee area. I can tell by where he's reviewing because I'm very familiar with this area. Is he a local guide, an approved official local guide? He is. He has 562 points, which is how you know he's, he's, he's doing well for himself. Um, he's, he's pretty liberal with the five stars, okay? He's a matter of fact here, I'm going to read you his five-star review first. 
He reviewed TJ Maxx and gave it five stars. <laughs> the best place anywhere to buy good olive oil. I prefer the Spanish olive oil, but they also have Greek, Turkish, and of course, Italian if you're lucky. Sometimes if you're really lucky, you can find Moroccan olive oil. It's really good. Also picked up a bottle of good avocado oil from Mexico. It's great for that high heat cooking in salads. Like I say, this is the best place anywhere to pick up olive oil. And that is the TJ Maxx in Juliet, Tennessee. So in case you need it, <laughs> best place anywhere. All right. Five stars from Tim. So you'll understand then that I'm not just picking on the guy. He really had a miserable experience at this establishment. Tim, one star. Would give it zero if I could. This place, <laughs> and this is about Pinewood Social, the bowling alley we went to. This place came highly recommended by my niece, who goes there frequently. Sounds like his niece needs to get better recommendations. However, my wife and I went there for brunch last Sunday. Southern born, so I know the difference, and he capitalized in all caps, very, very well. Both my wife and I requested a side of, again, all caps, country ham. <laughs> We're there for my wife's birthday, so I refrained from creating a scene. So I kept my mouth shut. We were served side orders of all caps, city ham that had been cut <laughs> off. The Nobody wants that city ham. <laughs> this still had the freaking skin on it. Come on, who are you guys trying to feed? I'm born and raised in East freaking Nashville, and you try to pass off city ham for country ham. How, how disappointing. I do expect an apology, either here or in person, and a real two sides of country ham. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, I must say, when we went to Pinewood Social, we did not try the city ham, and I cannot confirm whether or not it is city ham or country ham. But I can tell you that someone better apologize to Tim Thompson, and someone better get him two sides of the, uh, of the country ham stat, because you ruined his wife's birthday. And you made his niece look stupid. All right. <laughs> Fine with social, you're on notice. <laughs> I don't think I'd be going to, to brunch there. That's no. having been there, that's not what I would choose to do. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's this week's redneck review. <laughs> City hand. I, I have the answer on the barbecue joint. It was Martin's. Martin's barbecue joint. All right. Very cool. And for the rest of y'all out there, Martin's Barbecue Joint, uh, apparently several locations in Nashville. They're also in Nolansville, Mount Juliet, Spring Hill, Louisville, Kentucky, Birmingham, Alabama, and Charleston, South Carolina. There you go. So, good stuff. All right. Well, let's draft time, fellas. And this week... We're doing our first inaugural draft actually on this show, but this week we're doing Southern songs. So we got to talking about like how certain it's uh, Ryan and I actually were talking about this just today, how to paraphrase Eric Church, how some songs, you know, it helps you connect a melody with a memory songs kind of remind you of certain things. Um, so this, that's how this kind of came about. Uh, we're going to be drafting three songs a piece that uh, the song that like when you hear it, it kind of makes you think of the South or makes you takes you back to like specific time or experience. Um, but you know, since this is a draft and not just a list, if something is picked and one of the other person wanted to pick it, they can't, it's off the board. It's how a draft works. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. So how we're going to be able to determine the draft order. 
This is a brand new feature of Miserable and Reckless. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. We'll, we'll narrate it as we're going along, but we're introducing the Miserable and Reckless wheel. We've got all four of our names on the wheel right now. Uh, Ryan and Carolina Blue, Dustin and Duke Blue, Morgan in Tech Maroon, and me in State Red. And uh, we're going to spin the wheel four times, eliminate the uh, people off, but the person that gets picked first, picks first. Uh, when person who wins the wheel second, picks second, so on and so forth. So the very first miserable and reckless wheel to determine the draft order. Here we go. All right, and the first pick in the draft will go to... <laughs> it goes oh, to me. Yeah. Fucking shit's rigged, man. Shit's rigged. Nope. Re- Redo. Redo. Hey, you may as well take a screenshot of that, Logan, because it says we have a winner, Logan, and that'll never happen again. <laughs> I should have just named myself <laughs> NC State. Then we know it wouldn't. All right, so that leaves Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan. See who picks. Why Dustin, Carolina Blue? It's, I guess it just shifts people once it's one It's more of a teal. Yeah. If, I wouldn't aqua, use maybe. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go for who picks second. Ms. Brown Reckless Southern Songs draft. Are we doing Listen a snake again. draft? Are we doing a snake draft? We can. Probably makes sense too. All right, Morgan, you're picking second in the uh, first round here. Right. All right. Now let's determine who's going to be third and fourth between Dustin and Ryan. Now I want UNC versus Duke. Now I want to be at the end. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Nice. All right. <laughs> I didn't know if it was good. That, that was the closest. And UNC closest loses will ever. to Duke again. <laughs> All right. So first round draft order is me first, Morgan second, Dustin third, and Ryan fourth. And I guess, you know, probably we should do a snake draft. So that way, for those of you that are fantasy football players out there, you know what that means. Um, the draft order just flips in the second round and then it'll flip back again in the third round. So here we go. First miserable and reckless draft. We're picking uh, three people or three songs, Southern songs that kind of make you help you remind you of the South. All right. So for my, I'm the very first pick, so I'm on the clock. Um, for this, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with the song Carolina by Eric Church. It's it's very much just a I, I love Eric Church. It's from that era of his music. Um, it's, the, it's the title track for that album, actually. But it, I love that era of Eric Church. I think that was probably sonically the best time for him. But this song is just about North Carolina in general. It is. He does talk about Western North Carolina in the song. But being a North Carolinian, when you hear a big song like that that was on the radio, um, it's it, you know, it's resonating for you. So for me, first pick goes to, uh, to Carolina by Eric Church. Morgan Irby, you're on the clock. All right. Well, as soon as you said the first word, Carolina, I was about to say, well, fuck this. I'm done and I'm out. You just took my, my, my number one song. <laughs> <laughs> Different Carolina. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm also going to go with the word Carolina. But I'm going to go Carolina on my mind by James Taylor. And every time I listen to it, obviously I'm not from North Carolina, uh, where he's from. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, I think you can claim it now, Morgan. I've well, lived here for over what twenty years. Twenty years now, I've lived in North Carolina. Uh, Fifteen of them lived at the. Fourteen of them living at the beach. Uh, two of them living on Wrightsville Beach, and just you know, nothing beats living in North Carolina. And you know, um, pine trees, the oceans, the mountains. Um, every time I listen to Carolina, in my mind it just it 
even if you're not in North Carolina, it brings you back to a comfortable, calm place. You know, the, the moon on your back, you know, laying on the beach. It's great. I love it. All right. So that's the second pick of the first round. Dustin, you're on the clock. I'm going to use part of my time to tell a story. Um, Morgan, you definitely are North Carolinian at this point. But we were at a at a bar in D.C. one time, and a friend of mine asked the bartender, oh, when when can I consider myself a, a, a actual native, like a resident of D.C.? And he was like, I think you only have to be here like 30 days to get your driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, 30 days and you're in. Um, <laughs> you got that beat, Morgan. Um, it's not what they for UNCW tuition, for the record. <laughs> That's yeah. true. true. They don't they don't go with the thirty days on that. But they get a little stricter. Hey, and for I'm, good reason, taxpayers pay for them schools, and 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 the people from North Carolina ought to get priority. So anyway, I, I bullshit my way on that one. I was still had a Virginia <laughs> license, and I got it as a North Carolina resident. Ooh. All right, we won't we won't get the Department of Revenue or nothing out for you. Um, <laughs> let's keep this moving. No surprise here. We talked about this song before um, on this podcast. Small town Southern man, Alan Jackson. Um, first of all, still salty. Alan Jackson didn't win our uh, Southern 125 or 32 or 87 or whatever it was this year. Um, so. I have to pick Alan Jackson because I'm never going to let anyone forget. Never forget. <laughs> and it's just a good song. Um, for me, when you're talking about the South, uh, you know, like it, a lot of, it means a lot of things, to a lot of different people, but generally the three of us grew up in the small town South is usually small towns, redneck, um, sort of that hard work, you know, grit mentality. This song kind of like pretty much has it all. So small town southern man Alan Jackson. All right. That's third pick. Ryan, you're up. Close out the first round. All right. Since I have to go back to back, everybody, if you don't want to listen to me talk, just skip 10 minutes into the future. <laughs> <laughs> um my, my number one selection is gonna be Miranda Lambert's Just Another Sunday in the South. Um, it's my absolute favorite song. It's the song that reminds me the most of the South. It was a when we came up with this category, I struggled with some of the others and had to really kind of rack my brain, but this is the easy one for me, besides like, you know, the alma mater of the Tar Heels. <laughs> so, uh, um, which has been around since my childhood. We'll leave it at that. Um, Miranda Lambert, this came out in 2014. Um, I like, if you've heard even one of our segments of Song of the Month, there's a lot of talk in here about um, uh, what she should be doing and she's not doing it. Um, she doesn't want your mama's lemonade. She wants something from a can or a bottle on ice. She says that right before she tells you she's not going to church. Uh, and then she winks about it. Um, there's a, there's a whole lot in here that I have to, to, um, appreciate. And also when I, I think it would be fair to preface all my picks by saying I was not born in the South. I fell in love with it at a very early age. It was the only place that I wanted to go to school. Kind of like when I told my wife, there's only one place I wanted to live in Annapolis. I said, this is where I want to go to school and this is where I want to move. Um, I moved out of there somewhat against my will. Um, 
And so when I listen to songs on the radio it's, or on my Spotify or whatever, it's probably more of a severe connection for me because I'm not there living on a day-to-day -day basis. So for me, this is something that um, uh, brings me immediately back to what I consider to be home, regardless of whether or not anybody says it's my home or not. Um, that's where my heart is. And, and that's where my, uh, I, I would like to be when I end my days, so to speak, or I would like to have a little time to live there before I end my days. <laughs> Yeah, just get there. And then you're and, uh, the other thing is I love the fact that she, if I could have, and I, I know we're not supposed to do this. If I could have like the original one, a that, that led into this song. I love that Shenandoah song that she name checks in the lyrics, um, which is Sunday in the South. So um, it, it's a, it's a, I love that song. It's a beautiful song. And it, it reminds me actually in a weird way of my childhood for reasons that I don't have time to go into, nor do I want to go into. So. Um, I'll leave it at that. Miranda Lambert, just another Sunday in the South. Um, to keep the theme going for pick number two for me, which would be the fifth pick. Um, I don't think anybody would have suspected this for me, but um, I moved because it's not somebody I normally listen to. I moved in 2013 out of North Carolina. It was a very uh, tough, actually in 2012. It was a very tough period for me. Um, I went through a lot of bullshit. I'll leave it at that. Um, I was living in Annapolis and in 2013, a song came out by Brad Paisley called Southern Comfort Zone. And it's still to this day, it immediately brings me back to that period of bullshit where I was struggling <clears throat> to, uh, to get through the emotions of having to leave a place that I felt like I could make a living and I could, um, I, 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 uh, how do I say this? I had been at that point through a lot of different places as he references in the song. You see the music video, he goes all around the world. I think he went to eight countries or something crazy like that. I know it was nominated for CMT Music uh, Video of the Year or whatever it is that, uh, for that year. Um, we're, we're coming up here on 10 years uh, since the song's come out. It still makes me emotional to this day when I listen to it. Um, he talks about all the things he misses, uh, but I think it's fair to say that he is happy um, when he goes to other places, he says he's walked the streets of Rome, he's seen the Eiffel Tower, um, he's kissed a West Coast girl underneath the Northern Lights. He realizes that not everybody goes to church or watches every NASCAR race. Um, and then the line that I love the most is, uh, but I've since become a drifter and I just can't wait to pack because I know the road I leave on um, will always bring me back. And so that was important for me to kind of here and and like i said i hope i can one day come back there it's not a guy that i really uh dig all that much um i know he's a hell of a guitar player but for some reason that song stuck with me and so i'll leave it at that that's my second pick all right dustin you're up second row backwards and forward stuff is confused um <laughs> i'll just go when you tell me um <laughs> the uh for, for me you know, I, I actually, when, when y'all brought this topic up, I was kind of like, man, I'm really going to have to think about this. Not really. Today, I sat down and wrote down, like, a long list of, I, I could have picked from 40 songs. Like, I wrote down an incredibly long list. And it was like, oh, wow. And I was like, this, this could be a blog if I ever had the time to write it. <laughs> so, where I'm going with this is, you had to whittle that down and pick some songs. And I whittled them down to about seven. And I was like, if some of the guys take it, then I can jump down to the next one. But I think my brother would probably be the only one who steps on my shoes on any of this. 
where I'm going with this is a uh, band that always kind of met a lot to me growing up over the years, Alabama. And Alabama is another one that maybe didn't get all the respect they needed in some of our conversations over the years, over the <laughs> past episodes. Um, so I'm not going to let you forget about that. Um, Dixie, Dixie Land of Light is one of my favorite songs by them, always has been. They're talking about driving down uh, the back roads of the Tennessee Highway. They're talking about being down in the mountain moonlight. Just, it's a great song. Um, it's fun talking about you know being with the the girl you're you love and just being in the place that you love and it's you know talking about got a little jingle <clears throat> on a dixie land and not uh on a dixie land or you know where I'm, where I'm going with that with my dixie land light so it's just it's a fun song the video is awesome they're riding around in a pickup truck if you haven't seen that go to youtube check it out um the dixie land light Alabama, that'd be my number two. Oh, you were going to say cheap seats. <laughs> no, uh, it would be next one would be Shagging on the Boulevard. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Morgan, you're up. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards. This don't make no sense. Like, I don't know what to do. What do I, do, do I need hands? to get the quarter out? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do here. What, 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 what do I do with my hands? <laughs> um, no, I, I then actually the killer out of my mind was not the first song I actually wanted to pick, but it's a popular one, so I had to go ahead and throw that one out of the way quickly. <clears throat> Mainly because I know at least Ryan would probably try and take it. Um, but this next one, I knew, I, I know you guys probably like this band. But I knew none of y'all would pick it, so it, it'd be the uh, the band, and it's the song "The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down." Um, what's funny about that that song is that Levon Helms actually the only American in the band, and with that he's actually from the South, from Arkansas. And Robbie Robinson of the band wanted to write a song about uh, the Civil War from a the eyes of a southern farmer and confederate soldier after meeting his uh levon's uh father when he went down to visit one one day and his father said uh what was he said i'm looking at it right now um excuse me i'm sorry he said uh his parents uh his dad said don't worry robin the south is going to rise again uh, he said, I told Levon I wanted to write lyrics about the Civil War from a Southern family's point of view. And just, uh, it's the song's basically about the uh, the final days of um, the Civil War and uh, the fall of uh, Richmond uh, through the eyes of a Southern farmer, as I said. And every time I listen to it, it um, I'll say, I don't care. I mean, I'm not, you know, a big South Rise Again person. I'm at all. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> Just for the record, I could get out the word stupid and that the uh, people down south, whatever, I'm not going to get into all that, all that crap, politics and everything. But anyway, no, I just, um, the song itself is a really good song. And uh band is also one of my favorite bands. So that's my second one. Yeah, it's a good pick. Fantastic song. All right, so this is back to me. Um, I'm going with a relatively new song. came out uh, last year. 
2021, something like that. But it it really kind of helps in a very mainstream country way, kind of reminds you of what small town uh, Southern growing up is kind of like. And it's a Morgan Wallen song called uh, Rednecks, Red Letters, Red Dirt. Every time I hear that song, it it makes me think of like, even when I go back, hanging out with um, a lot of my friends that still live back home. It just from the opening line of the song is I need to lean on a truck with five old friends, tell old lies and then tell them again. It just that's what we do. We we all hang out. We're always talking about shit that we did years ago uh, before all of them got married and, you know, ha- having fun, rehashing old things and kind of like living old memories. And um, so like this song kind of always kind of takes me back to, to those nights hanging out with uh, the boys from Running Rapids. And, but it's like even in the the chorus where it's like, you know, rednecks, red letters, red dirt, one light, one bar, one church, where the Lord gets thank and the shine get drank. Cause that pretty much encapsulates the South, this dichotomy of Saturday night and Sunday morning. So this song very much makes me think of, uh, makes me feel at home and makes me think of, of Southern rural America that, that I grew up in. So Morgan Wallen, rednecks, red letters, red dirt. All right, so snake draft means for the last round, it's back to me again. Um, like you said, this going backwards, forwards. No sense at all. <laughs> going sideways, up and down, underneath, over the top. We should do it on the wheel three times. That would have been better. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Next time we'll have to do that. Because <laughs> I, I just had mine, but I didn't have a second to breathe. I'll, and now just, I'll just flip a coin. Don't worry. I got <laughs> But <laughs> let's see here. I know exactly what it was. Give me one second. I'm just going to talk a little bit to stall for not to have dead air for while I'm Googling this, but. Um, I'll take credit it, for screwing up your wheel seg. <laughs> <laughs> it's an American Aquarium song. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, uh, it's Southern Sadness by American Aquarium. Um, it, the, it's very much how a lot of people growing up in small towns, like it, for me, like when I thought of like Southern songs, I think of like kind of my personal experiences in the South and coming from a small town, living in a larger area now, and then having a different appreciation for the small town, the the Southern way of life that I grew up in a, a small town, rural area in the South. It's like, you have a different viewpoint when you were younger than you do when you leave it and you become an adult. And it's like at the beginning of that song, it's like ever since the day I could talk, I cursed every streetlight in this town. Swear to all my friends, I'd be the one to make it out, like wanting to get out. And then as you get an adult, you have an appreciation for it again. But there's one line that my brother and I have always talked about that reminds us of our mother. Um, and it's in the uh, second part of that first verse where it says, don't get above your raisin, boy. That's what my mama always said. That's a Southern, that's, that's country as cornbread type saying right there is don't get above your raisin. But now that I'm living in the Piedmont, you know, as it says, uh, no matter where I go, I always smell the Piedmont pines because there's a southern sadness that won't let go of this heart of mine. So this, that song very much reminds me of North Carolina in particular. But, you know, guess what? North Carolina's a southern state, so it counts. <laughs> it should have just been songs. Pick three songs about North Carolina you love the most. <laughs> <laughs> For me, that's that's the road I went. <laughs> All right, Morgan. There's back enough to you. of them. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Other than maybe California, um, I think it's probably just, uh, California or Texas. It's just a little, little bit of Sorry, info. Morgan. I forgot a little bit of info. I forgot. It's okay. Just uh, don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really mean it. I was just trying to sound <laughs> nice on the radio or whatever. Where you'll find, Are we you'll, on the you'll YouTube? Find, 
You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, just a quick to go back to my last one real quick. I forgot to add in a little funny info on that one. When uh, Robbie was writing the song, obviously it's Canadian knows he knew nothing about the Civil War because he said they didn't teach that up there in the Canadian school uh, schoolhouses. He said he had to go down to the Woodstock, New York, to the library to read up on it. But uh, he got he asked advice from Levon, how, you know, what to write about being that he's from the South, and he said, um, "Don't just don't mention Abraham Lincoln in the lyrics." Was his only advice. <laughs> That won't go down too well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, on my, my next song, um, not Southern at all by any means, nor is it a Southern band, um, but Inner Sandman by uh, Metallica. And the reason I, I, reason I bring up that song is because whenever I hear it, no matter where I'm at, no matter what time of the day, the only thing that comes to my mind is Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. Football, turkey legs, fall colors on the tree in the background, tailgating, shots of wild turkey, and just good old friends from Southern Town, Virginia. You know, Virginia Southern Town, small towns, all coming together for uh, whether it's a win or a loss, having a great old time. That's my uh, that's my final song. Morgan, that. That song does remind me of Lane Stadium, partially because I've been to Lane Stadium with you. Yeah. But it also reminds me of us, because the only time I've ever seen that song live is at PNC Arena with you. Yeah. And I won't give away the special guest that was with us unless you want to give it away. But there was a special guest that was no. with us that night, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brody, bro, we, we had no idea that we were pregnant with Brody at that time. But- we were. So Brody also saw Anderson Man live in, in theory. <laughs> Baby's first concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Dustin, you're up. Last pick. For me. Ooh. All right. Um, backwards, forwards, forwards, backwards. Sideways. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes yeah. the rain came from up under. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, a lot of ways I could go here again. My list was pretty extensive. I got Charlie Daniels song I really like. Got a Whiskey Myers song I really like. There's a different American Aquarium song that would fit this bill. But I love my man Tom Petty. And I gotta go mm. with Tom Petty song here. Uh just gotta gotta honor him and put him part of my top three here. Southern accents, Tom Petty. Nice. Great nice. song. Yeah. I'm gonna make you listen to a few of the lyrics here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say them because I, I don't I don't think we got it queued up or even know if we could play it. Might get sued for that. But well, why don't you sing it for us? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I I'm more uh, of a wheels on the bus guy. Um. <laughs> so, uh, the the part that I I love is and it's it's kind of where it's from the beginning. It's there's a southern accent where I come from. The youngins call it country. The Yankees call it dumb. Got my own way of talking, but everything is done with the Southern accent where I come from. There's a dream I keep having where my mama comes to me and kneels over down over by the window and says a prayer for, for me. I got my own way of praying, but everyone's begun with the Southern accent where I come from. Just a great song. It's one of those songs that if you listen to the non-greatest hits 
of Tom Petty. If you like willing to listen to like the anthology or some of the live concerts or just dig into his catalog a little bit, you definitely had to, had to encounter it. Mm-hmm. It's, he was a, he was a Florida man, like a true Florida man. Um, he wrote this song kind of as a ode to that. And um, I love it. I think it very much describes what it's like to sort of to be that Southern guy and to view, you know, the, the accent's a big part of it. Um, and it kind of puts a, a light on that. It also kind of puts a light on the whole idea. You know, I've always loved that line. The Yankees call it dumb because that's, that is how it gets treated often in, in society. So can confirm. Yep. So Southern accents, Tom Petty, third choice. He's my favorite artist. Um, so got to include him in this top three. So I actually had that on my list originally, but it's hard for me to choose to speak candidly about songs where the lyrics are about, I love the song, Meanwhile, Back Home with Mamas, but my mama wasn't home in the South. So um, I love that line, especially about uh, um, can't catch a Southern, or we, we don't belong here, can't catch a Southern breeze here, something like that. The numbers on the cars going NASCAR fast, that's not the song I picked. But the idea there being there was a bunch of songs I kind of struck off the list too, Dustin, of like, I don't know that I could speak to this. Um, I was going to go with uh, uh, USC's football coach, a.k.a. uh, Lincoln Riley, Scotty McCreary's Home in My Mind, because I do love that song. But I can't tell by the lyrics sometimes. And I I love listening to it because it brings me back to the Longley Finds and um, going home in my mind because I can't be there. But I think if I was being truthful and accurate, um, I have to go with a certain guy from North Carolina. Tried and true. And it's not the song you're thinking of. And it's not the song we scream at him to play when we go to his concerts. So it's not Carolina Can. Because I did not go to Chapel Hill. <laughs> and my dad is not buried there. I did go to Riceville Beach. So. so I can't speak to the lyrics there. However, thanks for teeing me up. It is Chase Rice Beach Town. Because if you read the lyrics to this song, for better or worse, and God and other people that know me that listen to uh, this podcast potentially can judge me for this, but uh, those lyrics are pretty fairly accurate. Um, Sneaking into pools, getting kicked out of places, um, losing innocence in a lifeguard shack. Uh, (laughs) There's... Tan lines leading the way to where his hands went. Uh, what else do we got here? Swaying to the beat of an offbeat cover band. Now that can happen almost any night of the week in Wilmington. Um, <laughs> watching t-shirts drip dry. Um, Ferris wheel make out rides. Soaking the summer in. Copper tongue glistening. Tracing the tattoos on your skin. <laughs> like a blink in your blue eyes where young love rolls in as fast as it rolls out. A beach town. So um, I had myself a good time in Wilmington and sometimes it was above board and sometimes it's stuff I'm not proud of, but at the same time, um, man, that's about as, that's about as uh, accurate a rendition of uh, living in Wilmington or living in Riceville Beach as I can come up with. Uh, hopefully you guys don't, I mean, maybe there's a little regret there, but for the most part, it was a really good time and it was definitely where I was learning who I was and how to grow up and how to be a man. So I guess I could have picked like learning to fly by Tom Petty, but learning to fly is <laughs> learning to fly is a great song. So when I listen to that on the radio, I just think like, this is a great song. 
when I listen to Beach Town by Chase Rice on the radio, I think like, oof, man, he must have had some summers in Riceville Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and we know for a fact from some of his other songs and from some of his posts online that he had some summers in Riceville Beach. So uh, there's that. So I actually jotted everyone's songs down. Should we put them into a playlist and put them online or? Yeah, I say we do that. And also um, we can put them on the Facebook page and as a poll and let the let the people vote on who they think had the the best team after the Southern Songs draft. Okay. You want to do it on Facebook? Nobody seems to interact with us on Facebook. (laughs) We'll put it there anyway. It's because Facebook screwed up their organic algorithm. It's no fault of anybody's, but uh, whatever that nerd's name that owns it. We can maybe, maybe this time, and I may lean on you for this. Maybe this time we can put them on the on the blog too. So it's not just you putting articles about how much you hate the NCAA. <laughs> no clue at all. <laughs> all right, but that's the Southern Songs draft. And for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next time. <laughs>